This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. If you're nervous about traffic stops, you have every reason to be. Trying to predict the outcome of any encounter with the police is like playing Russian roulette. Most of the time you will emerge relatively unscathed, although decidedly poor, and less secure about your rights. But there's always the chance that an encounter will turn deadly. According to the Justice Department, the most common reason for a citizen to come in contact with the police is being a driver in a traffic stop. On average, 1 in 10 Americans get pulled over by the police. Indeed, police officers have been given free range to pull anyone over for a variety of inane reasons. This free-handed approach to traffic stops has resulted in drivers being stopped for windows that are too heavily tinted, for driving too fast, driving too slow, failing to maintain speed, following too closely, improper lane changes, distracted driving, screeching your car's tires, and leaving a parked car door open for too long. Motorists can also be stopped by police for driving near a bar on a road that has large amounts of drunk driving, driving a certain make of car, for example a Mercedes, a Grand Prix, and Hummers, they're the most ticketed vehicles, having anything dangling from the rearview mirror, air fresheners, handicapped parking permits, toll transponders, or rosaries, and incredibly, displaying a pro-police bumper sticker. Believe it or not, a federal appeals court actually ruled unanimously in 2014 that acne scars and driving with a stiff, upright posture are reasonable grounds for being pulled over by the police. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that driving a vehicle that has a couple of air fresheners, rosaries, and pro-police bumper stickers at two miles per hour over the speed limit is very suspicious, meriting a traffic stop. Equally appalling, in Hine versus North Carolina, the U.S. Supreme Court, which has largely paved the way for the police and other government agents to probe, poke, pinch, taser, search, seize, strip, and generally manhandle anyone they see feet in almost any circumstance, allowed police officers to stop drivers who appear nervous, provided they provide a palatable pretext for doing so. In other words, drivers beware. Traffic stops aren't just dangerous. They can be downright deadly. Remember Walter L. Scott? Reportedly pulled over for a broken taillight, Scott, unarmed, ran away from the police, who pursued and shot him from behind, first with a taser, then with a gun. Scott was struck five times, three times in the back, once in the upper buttocks, and once in the ear, with at least one bullet entering his heart. LeVar Jones was stopped for a seatbelt offense, just as he was getting out of his car to enter a convenience store. Directed to show his license, Jones leaned into his car to get his wallet, only to be shot four times by a fearful police officer. Jones was also unarmed. Sandra Bland, pulled over for allegedly failing to use her turn signal, was arrested after refusing to comply with a police officer's order to extinguish her cigarette and exit her vehicle. The encounter escalated, with the officer threatening to light Bland up with his taser. Three days later, Bland was found dead in her jail cell. Keep in mind, from the moment those lights start flashing and those sirens go off, we're all in the same boat. However, it's what happens after you've been pulled over that's very critical. Survival 
is the key. Americans need to know their rights when it comes to interactions with the police, bearing in mind that many law enforcement officials are largely ignorant of the law themselves. Technically, you have the right to remain silent beyond the basic requirement to identify yourself and show registration. You have the right to refuse to have your vehicle searched. You have the right to film your interaction with the police. You have the right to ask to leave. You also have the right to resist an unlawful order, such as a cop directing you to extinguish your cigarette, put away your phone, or stop recording them. You have the right under the First Amendment to ask questions and to express yourself. You have the right under the Fourth Amendment to not have your person or your property searched by police or any government agent unless they have a search warrant authorizing them to do so. You have the right under the Fifth Amendment to remain silent, to not incriminate yourself, and to to request an attorney. Depending on which state you live in and whether your encounter with police is consensual, as opposed to you being temporarily detained or arrested, you have the right to refuse to identify yourself. Presently, 26 states do not require citizens to show their ID to an officer. Drivers in all states must do so, however. Knowing your rights is only part of the battle we face unfortunately. As I make clear in my book, Battlefield America, The War on the American People, the hard part comes in when you have to exercise those rights in order to hold government officials accountable to respecting those rights. As a rule of thumb, you should always be sure to clarify in any police encounter whether or not you are being detained, that is, whether you have a right to walk away. That holds true whether it's a casual show your ID request on a boardwalk, a stop and frisk search on a city street, or a traffic stop for speeding, or just to check your insurance. If you feel like you can't walk away from the police, or their encounters with police, on your own, volition, and more often than not, you can't, especially when you're being confronted by someone armed to the hilt with all manner of militarized weaponry and gear, then for all intents and purposes, you are essentially under arrest from the moment a cop stops you. Still, it doesn't hurt to clarify that distinction. While technology is always going to be a double-edged sword, cell phones are particularly useful for recording encounters with the police and have proven to be increasingly powerful reminders to police that they're not all-powerful. A good resource is the Rutherford Institute's Constitutional Q&A Rules for Engagement for Interacting with Police. Clearly, in the American police state, compliance is no guarantee that you will survive an encounter with the police with your life and your liberties intact. So, If you're starting to feel somewhat overwhelmed, intimidated, and fearful for your life and the lives of your loved ones, you certainly should be. The Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. To join the resistance, visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, Rutherford press alerts, and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assaults on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again.